Hello and welcome to the Sports Talk Show with Touche. This is episode two of these guys, Greg, Ben, and Riley. Um, so today, big discussion to start. Let's start off with GOAT of the NBA. I mean, Greg, who do you have? Jordan. I don't know. That's not that. that now, hard. last time we had this conversation, we were riding Bill Russell a little bit. I don't think he's a GOAT, but I think, I mean, I don't know. His record stands for itself. But I think we have to take into account is there weren't as many teams, weren't as many comp- wasn't as much competition in basketball as a sport wasn't as popular. So not as many players or athletes were actually playing basketball. But I still think you could consider him. I just think he should be in the conversation. And he, I don't think he is as much as he deserves. So you just value winning the most, basically. Oh, I've, winning championships is my number one factor, which is why how Jordan over LeBron. Yeah, I got to agree. I got Jordan as well. Um, I feel like, you know, he's at not only the championships, but averaged most uh, – he has the most career points per game, like points per game over a career. Um, that dynasty was like, yeah, they had Pippen and Robin, but they're nothing without Jordan, I feel. Yeah. Because I who knows, Robin might not even want to go there if Jordan's not there. Yeah, probably not. So, I got Jordan. Uh, yeah, I got Jordan too. I mean, people are kind of forget he took that – how long was his break? I think it was a year or two. A year, or two. A year or two. Like, and he came back, still won. I think if he didn't take that break, he could have won those uh, years too. I think they would have gone seven in a row. Not seven in a row, but they could have won more. You know, a little side tangent though. What do you think about the theory that he didn't actually take a break? He was being secretly suspended for gambling. Because that's a, a theory. Yeah. That he got suspended yeah, yeah. for like gambling and all that stuff. For a year, but they didn't want to tarnish Jordan's image because Jordan was like the image of the NBA internationally. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, you have to take a break. So he was like, I might as well go play baseball or whatever and just go mess around, have fun, um, like yeah. compete in some way. But I don't know. Also, like he did all that. Like his dad dead too. Like he went through a lot of stuff in that you know time. And what mm-hmm. did he get? Did that got killed? And they never found the murder or something like that. Yeah, something like something crazy. I forget the exact story. But yeah, I got Jordan. Yeah, I mean, me, I feel like it's not my place to, you know, say Jordan or LeBron because they play in such different eras. So, like, yeah. I really – I haven't really just watched Jordan play. Of course, I've watched LeBron, and it's, like, obviously LeBron out of this era, like, starting from the 2000s, just ran the league. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, from what I've heard and some clips I've seen, Jordan was insane, but – for me personally, I just I'd say LeBron just because I've seen him more and I just know what he's capable of. That's fair. I mean, yeah, we're we're all too young to to know what Jordan was like live. I mean, like and like I'm not going back and watching old Bulls games because yeah. probably not yeah. very much access to watch them. Also, like that doesn't sound fun. But what I think you need to take into account when you're evaluating players, I don't think it's fair to say like how well would they do in this era because no one actually knows. I yeah. feel like the best glimpse we have at Jordan. I don't know if you guys watched the the Last Dance. Mm-hmm. That whole documentary, I feel like that's like the best way for younger people like us to like really see mm-hmm. what Jordan was like, and that doesn't even compare to like what it's like to see him live. Also, I think the most important thing is hearing what players that like played against them say, and obviously, like watching Last Dance, obviously they thought MJ was just insane. So hearing it from them obviously speaks volume. Yep. Yeah. I also got another question we can maybe talk about. Yeah. What do you who do you guys think is the greatest team of all time? It comes back to 
the Bulls, obviously. 96. Which uh, Bulls? The which Bulls, though? Bulls yeah. 17 Warriors. Yep, that's another one. I mean, even like, I don't know, old Celtics teams. Yeah, yeah the Bill Russell. Like the Bill Russell. What was it? it was 11 out of 12 years they they won the championship. Yeah, 86 Celtics. Mm-hmm. For me, my top three teams of all time is the 86 Celtics, 96 Bulls, and the 17 Warriors. Yeah. Because the 17 sure. Warriors were just dominant. Think about it. You have – They got the most wins, they, 73 wins. And all that. The one thing I do lost. have to say that I respect about the Warriors more than the other teams is pretty, besides Kevin Durant, that team was all built from the ground Kevin up. Kevin Durant was on that team. Oh, no. Oh, he wasn't even on that team. That's insane. He wasn't even on that team. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah. When they won 73. It wasn't like big, big money moves or anything. It was just built. Clay. But Clay. Curry, Curry. If you're not talking about record and what they do, I – like best roster overall, I think you have to go with the the Warriors a year after that when yeah. they got Katie. When they got Katie, that's what I Which mean. Which is what's surprising, and they won that year. Well. So I mean, yeah, I mean, but I think it goes back to what we were saying yesterday, where teams and leagues adjust. I mean, like the sixteen Warriors played like no team has ever played before. Then the next next year, they came back yeah. again and tried to do the same thing again. And I think teams were were ready for it. I'm I'm sure that there's plenty of coaches thinking all off season, like how can we stop a team shooting this many threes? Yep. Um, and I don't quite understand the full strategy of basketball, but I just understand the strategy of sports is that you know you have to cater your defense to be able to stop the best team in the in the league. That's the whole mm-hmm. whole idea behind it. I mean, you know, hack a shack and all those things like, you know, individual players and teams have, have changed the way the game is played. And I think that's one of the teams that changed it the most. I want to bring this one thing up because I made this point to some people before I forget who it was, but I said without Draymond, the Warriors would not win a single championship. How do you guys how do you guys feel about that? I think I mean, he brings a level of hustle to the team. Yeah, I agree. With bring, that. I, he brings a I think definitely when he was able to more more back in the day when he was able to like shoot better, considering he's not that he can can't shoot at all right now. But I think even that that series they lost the Cavs the three one comeback, he got suspended one game for the text, and that just changed the whole yeah. course of the series. Yeah, right that's there. right. You just gotta think about it. Like that's why they lost that. He's series. the one that's setting Curry all those off ball screens. He's the one that's getting Curry involved all the time when Curry doesn't have the ball in his hands. And I feel like Draymond just always knew what he was doing and just. Like defensively, offensively, just rebounding everything. I feel like he was like the core of that team. I think more than just basketball, I think any sports team needs like one, at least one player, if not more, to change the whole atmosphere of the team and to make them like all hustlers, right? Yeah. Like Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart and Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it happened, there's a lot of these type of guys in football where it's like you need one guy that is he's doing all the dirty work. And, you know, if you have a guy that's doing all that dirty work and, like, really playing their ass off, even if they're not the most skilled, they bring a whole new level of – influence the whole team. A whole a different level of energy. I mean, like, Steph Curry, such a good shooter, dribbler, like, one of the best offensive players of all time. But he doesn't have the best hustle. He doesn't, yeah, no, he doesn't have no. – he doesn't have very good defense where, like, to balance that out. He's been better recently. He's been better recently. Yeah, yeah. But back, back then, then, he was really wasn't very good at all. But, you know, it's good to have Draymond, who wasn't as good as on offense, but, like, he did do all the dirty work on offense, right? So, mm-hmm. and he he played his ass off on defense, and I'm sure that influenced the the whole spirit of the team. And that's, like, that's the part of the thing that fans don't see. It's, like, the, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. I'm sure Draymond got fired up a lot in practice. and Like, in the locker recently, rooms. him mm-hmm. and Jordan Poole. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure like he was a spark that that team really needed. Or it's, you know, you have a lot of kids, you guys are not kids, uh, a lot of players that are really skilled, but that doesn't mean that they really want to win. I think he was the one that really yeah. wanted to win. That's, that's the thing, like you see with the Nets, you know, you thought, see Kyrie, Katie go there, you're going to be like, how are they not going to win it all? But then you really look at it, it's like, who's that guy that's really late game? He's putting his all his effort into that just to get that loose ball. But now that, that, that Simmons, Simmons, pushing them in practice, Ben Simmons is not the one. He's, Dude, Ben Simmons is the one for Ben Simmons him. in his prime, he could have been the one. He's not. He's, he's, prime, though. he's clearly proved that he doesn't have passion for the game. Yeah. And so, like, you look at the Nets, like, who's that guy? I, I can't choose one. Well, that's what's sometimes frustrating with professional sports is when you look at it from like a high school athlete perspective, not a single high school athlete plays sports for money, right? It's you're not allowed to. I mean, maybe I guess a couple probably a bribe or whatever, but players play in high school and in college mostly because they love the game. Like, you know, I know I'm never gonna make a dime off of ever and ever playing football, but I you know, have a passion for it and you really want to play, and you get a different level of energy where. You know, these guys in professional sports are playing to get paid. And I mean, I don't blame them, but you, I don't know. I just feel like it's a little bit of a different attitude because, you know, you don't, I mean, it's good to win, but, you know, their main driving factor behind getting better and improving is I want to get paid as much as I can, not I want to win as much as you can. And, you know, Curry doesn't have to play defense to get paid. Yeah. Right. It's a job. He, he needs to hit threes. And if he can hit threes and play offense, he'll get, an insane amount of defense or sorry, insane amount of money without needing to be dirty at defense. But I think what you'd see is that like, you know, he, he does have passion for the game because he is he's getting better at defense. And I don't know. I just like, I like to watch the players that have that really, you can tell. Passion for the there passion. really is a difference between like star players and average players is that passion. So yeah. There's guys that are way more skilled than some of these guys, mm-hmm. but these guys just have that passion. Don't care about the money, whatever that and look is. Look at Kobe and Shaq. Exactly. Kobe was not as skilled a player as Shaq. Didn't have the physical. I mean, like, you know, Shaq is a massive human. I mean, Kobe went on the record uh, and, and said something like, you know, if Shaq was had worked skilled, he would be like the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah. Like, Kobe wasn't the most skilled player of all time, but he was confident. Wait, wait, wait. wait. He, he, was skilled, like, skilled. he No, he was, he was skilled. I'm you saying, said he wasn't as skilled as Shaq. Like, athletically? Like, like, like he was naturally gifted, is what I mean. Like you could just pick up a bat. Like I'm saying, like his he natural it, yeah. skill is oh. probably isn't, and and like, I'm taking like, into oh, account okay, like yeah. height and yep. strength and all the natural talent. Like Shaq didn't. I mean, right. he still did some. He still like worked hard, worked but he hard. didn't. Didn't work Kobe hard. Yeah, I don't know. Not many players did, right? But I'm right. saying, like, like if you look, Kobe's natural natural skill was not as big as as Shaq, especially Shaq's size too. You have to take that into account. Yep. But he was such a hard worker that. He became skilled. That's what I'm. I don't, I'm not saying he wasn't a skillful player. Obviously, he was yeah. you know, one of the most skillful players of all time. But the reason is because he had such a passion for the game. Because mm-hmm. you know, a little motivation doesn't make you work hard, right? Like a passion is a different is a difference. You know, he yeah. he was consistently hard working for his entire career. Yeah, I think a player that could really talking about going back to the uh, passion of the game player like Draymond. I think a player that could benefit from a Draymond esque type of player. I feel like Trey Young. Could use. I think Jason Tatum. Dude, you think he, he has smart. You don't think smart brings that for him? Jason Tatum angers me so much. I just. What do you mean? Yeah, what? I, I, I just think Draymond's different than any any of these guys. It's just like, I feel like he just put his team into a different gear. Like, of course, Marcus well, is. I, I, I don't know if Marcus is as 
much of like a leader as people think. I just don't think so. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also saying at least Tatum has something. Trey Young has nothing. It's all him and Clint Capella, but Clint Capella is not like a hustler. So, He's just a good big. DeJounte you know Murray? Well, I mean, what, what do you mean? How is he going to benefit from having Draymond? In what way are you talking Trey up. Like, tra- like I'm attitude. saying in general, like attitude-wise, attitude it'll, help him, it'll help him hustle more. Honestly, like a guy like Trey Young, I, th- I don't think you can really change at this point. It's just like that's just his play style, and I don't think you're going to change him. I, there's, just having like that grit is really something you can't just make it like suddenly turn into. You kind of have to just have that in you. You guys have it in you, and also like there's a certain window in which players are really moldable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when the first two years or whatever you're in the league, like you walk into an NBA facility, you are the lowest person in the totem pole, even if you get drafted first overall. You still are, unless you're unless you're getting drafted to like Michael Jordan getting drafted to a horrible franchise. What's usually how the first pick works? Huh? It's usually how the first pick works. No, but like I mean, I mean like a really horrible like team that's like has no one, but that's a I'm thinking really rare, like horribly. But like if you get drafted into a team that has any sort of talent whatsoever, you are you're the bottom, even if you're a high pick, because so you have you have to listen to people, and those players, those leaders around you, is what's going to mold your play style mm-hmm. for the rest of your career. But once you become the best player on your team, or one of the best players on your team, or like a certified, like certified they're a star yeah, yeah. NBA player at this point, you're not going to change that much because, like, why would you change? Right? Trey Young gets paid to play the way he does, right? Coming back to money, like, why would he change the way he plays? But it would have been a lot easier to change the way he played when he was young. Yeah, and, that, and that's why we see a lot of these rookies nowadays that are wicked talented. They come into the NBA super, I mean, they should be cocky. They should have, you know, confidence, but they come in a little too entitled. And that's why you see some of these rookies kind of fall off or don't do as expected. Yeah. So that's just, they've had that in them in high school where they're the guy. Well, I think that's also partly due to like social media. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Every yeah. single person knows yeah. about players since they were you know a sophomore in high school it's like even younger. Dude, how, yeah sometimes mikey williams right he won't be good in the nba like like you have the i mean unlikely but like it's, if you're told you're the best player like you're the best player mm-hmm. since you're a little kid by not only the people in your life i mean people get that all the time but like everyone on social media you open your phone and you see like random people posting you on their story like that has to be weird that's not that's not normal, mm-hmm. especially as a teenager yeah. or a kid. I mean, how do you handle that? How do you then, how are you still humble after that? I don't understand, yeah. which is why most of them aren't. Yeah. That's a good point. But I want to go back to your take on Mikey Williams. How you, what, what makes you think he's not going to be good in the NBA? He's, he doesn't even touch the college court yet. He's just not going to be – he's like Imani Bates. Like he's – I mean, Imani Bates is kind of doing good at Eastern Michigan. But Mikey Williams, I mean, he's – he's what, six – he's probably like 6'2", six 6'3". Two, six three. Two, six three, yeah. But he – I don't know. I, I just – I, I just – I don't know. I don't see it in him. Like he's – Shouldn't have that. He's, I mean, he's cocky. He's good. He's good, obviously. But like I don't know. Nah, he go, nah, He's going nah, to Memphis. Good. Memphis hasn't been that good lately. Yeah, so it's I don't, money way look what happened, Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, you see, you see players going to smaller schools because honestly, I think it's mostly because of NIL at this point. Because yeah. if you think about like you for NIL money, 
you'd rather be the best player in a small school than a bad player in a big school. Right. Like if you like if you want to get as much NIL money as possible, you want to go and you want to be a starter from the jump. Right. And everybody wants that ideally. But if you if every single NBA player was required to play for four years in college and there was no NIL money, no money, no income whatsoever, you'd see a lot more players go to big schools, get developed and then become starters as juniors or sophomores or even seniors. And then maybe they're more ready for the NBA and then they're going into the NBA more, more mature, you know, again, like just, they're just more ready to play, maybe more humble because they didn't play right away. I mean, if you go from being the best player as a little kid, being a best player in middle school, being a best player in high school, like in your entire league, in your entire state, and being the best player at your high school team or sorry, your college team, then immediately going to the NBA and getting drafted a high pick, why do you have any like psychological reason to believe that you're not the best player on your mm-hmm. NBA team? And then at that point, like if you if you truly believe you're the best player, why you, you're not going to listen to these <laughs> other guys? Maybe that you're getting drafted to a bad franchise, like you know how how are you going to think like I'm going to listen to these people? Like it just kind of you know it's, I think it sets yeah. them up poorly. That's why I want to shout out uh, Villanova. That's why they're so good. You see kids, uh, not kids, players like Jalen Brunson coming to the league. He's a, he was there four years. He's really good for the Knicks right now. I feel like Nova, a lot of them stay four years. So yeah, yeah, they, they are. That's why they're solid every year. Yeah, they're they guys are. that they're growing from their freshman year. Right. Yeah. And then you got guys Colin Gillespie, Mikhail like Bridges, Vincenzo, like they're all yeah. blossoming in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, I don't know. But if you look at it again, like if you're a kid, especially if you're a kid that grew up poor, like you're getting to grow up poor and you have a chance to go to the NBA right now, you got to do it. You have to mm-hmm. take a chance because, like, if you say another year in college, that's another year that your family's still poor. That's another year that you could get hurt and not get drafted. It's another year your draft stock could fall, right? If you, you're going to you say, I'm going to go to the NBA and you immediately cash that check and you're like, you're, you know, you change your family's life, you change, you know, generations to come. So, like, yeah, it's, it might not be ideal for, like, the spirit of the game or, or, you know, players overall, but for each individual player, it makes sense to go to that league as soon as it possibly can. Oh, yeah. So. Do you guys think people should be able to get drafted out of high school? Yeah. I mean, I think they're doing that soon, right? I feel like yeah. I – Yeah. If you're yeah. going to go to college for one single year – I mean, yeah. What is the point of going to college? At, at that point, there's no use like, yeah, guys to like, college sports. Like – it's weird. Division one college sports to become a professional sports team, and the kids just have to go to school on the side. Mm-hmm. Well, like you know, if you look at it, like except for like this very small percentage of schools that have these really good teams, like dude, everybody else is going to college, might be playing like maybe playing sports, but like you're going to college to get an education, to, get a degree, to further yourself in yeah. life after college. But if you're just going to play basketball, you could play basketball for uh, you know an amateur team or, you know, another league. That's why we see – go right to the NBA. There's no point in going to college. Some of these guys go, um, go to the G League Ignite. Yeah. We see that recently. Right. It makes OTE. Overtime Elite. Yeah. Right. Yeah, OTE, they got two potential top five picks this year in the Thompson. Yeah, they're teams. twins, yeah. Yeah. That would be wild if they both get drafted high. Uh, but what do you call it? You know, there's guys like Zion who you knew was going to be a number one pick, at, like pretty much out of high school. I mean, his year at Duke, obviously, he went off, but – you saw a little little scare there that time he got hurt, was out a couple of games. I mean, mm-hmm. 
if he just like there's really no need for him to play college basketball no no need whatsoever so i don't kind of like these guys college football like not playing the champ not playing the final four when they're already declared for the draft see that that again it goes back to what angers me about professional sports it you know it leaks down to college like dude Mm -hmm. you have a chance to win a national championship and you're like but again it makes sense like we saw jameson williams last year why would you why would you put yourself in a position where you could give up millions and millions and Mm -hmm. millions of dollars why would you take that chance even if you have a passion for the game, the logical, correct choices don't play in that game because it you know doesn't matter. But yep. that's that is what is, can be frustrating watching professional sports from the perspective of an amateur athlete. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like if these guys that are not playing in the college football playoffs, it's like I feel like you're almost like letting your team down. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You. Are. I mean, if I was if I was your teammate. You didn't play, and you're a star player. I would be uh, be pissed, and I don't think, especially. I don't understand how the coaches wouldn't get pissed. The coaches understand. I mean, if you, the coaches, coaches have to react weirdly because if you have a star player and you make them play, first of all, they're not going to play very well if you're making them play. You can't make a kid really want to play. And also, draft. There's no punishment anyway, so you don't want to play. Right, no punishment, and also you have to look good for future recruits, right? You can't be that asshole. Um, and then you tarnish the reputation of your entire, you know, recruiting program for the next however many years. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to understand that they're working for a job in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, I think coaches, teammates, they all got to understand these guys will work their ass off to get to that point. And they're not going to go and, potentially tarnish all their opportunity just to play in this one game where they could be losing millions of dollars if they get hurt or something like that, which we've seen before, which is crazy. Right. No, it, it makes a lot Sick. of sense to not play in it. It should just be frustrating to watch sometimes. But. I mean, it even happens in the NFL. Too. I mean, take a look at Teddy Bridgewater. He was on the come up. Then he got that severe injury in Minnesota and it's been a backup ever since. And it's like, yeah, like yeah. if he never got hurt how good do you think it could possibly be? Yeah, there's a lot, it's a lot, a lot of things of like that. Derek Rose. Yeah. Um, Even Gino Smith, he got hurt on the Jets. But it, it worked out for him, though. It ended up working out. It ended up working out, but, like, you know, chances are, if you go back it's in time, it's, it, chances are it's not going to happen. So, that it's just – it it's interesting, and it can be sometimes weird to watch professional sports because it's just different. It is a job. At the end of it, it's, all, it's like different coaching professional sports. I mean – College coaches, you see college coaches go to go to the NFL and fail and then go back to college and have an incredibly successful career because as a college coach, you're more of a dictator, right? You are in charge. You are, um, you know, you are the one voice and everybody has to listen to you. In the NFL, players get paid more than coaches sometimes. So, like, most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. So, who are you, like, who are you to tell me, you know, what to do kind of thing? probably happens a lot more in the NFL. See, and you also, you don't have to like a motivator in the NFL, right? These guys are already motivated. They're professionals. Like they know exactly what they're doing. It's a completely different aspect when you say, you have these people like, this is my career. I know what I'm doing. You know, you don't have to, you're not babysitting these guys anymore. Talking about how it's different being like a coach in the NFL and college, like how college are more motivated and stuff. That's why you see, 
like these good college coaches become head coaches in the NFL, like Saban and stuff, which is a like no doubt the best college coach of all time. Right. He comes to the NFL, not a great coach, and that just shows how different it is and how it's like. Because in college, there's all that recruiting factor. Exactly. Right. I mean, he's the best really good at yeah. It's no doubt. I mean, at this point, it's become easy. And because Alabama's become yeah. become such a. I feel like it's up. easy to recruit at this point. If you win, it's easy to built it into that. The, whether the, whether the next is. coach of Alabama is, they're still gonna have an easy time recruiting just because of the legacy Alabama has. Yeah, like Duke. Look at Duke. Yeah, yeah, Duke yeah you can literally, if you're an Alabama recruiter, a Duke basketball recruiter, dude, you walk into a kid's house, you sit down at dinner with their family, they see your logo on your shirt, they see the logo on the shirt, they're all excited, and you just all you have to say is, "I'm oh, from Duke." Yeah, I'm from Alabama. Complete. How would you like to play for the best college football franchise of all time under the best college football coach of all time? And give yourself the best chance at making millions and millions and millions of dollars, and you know, then doing whatever you want with your life. I mean, it, the recruiters have an incredibly easy job because, but like you have to build the franchise up to that point. I mean, Alabama was a good football team before Nick Saban, but mm. they weren't what they are now. I mean, so I think when you also got to think about it, I think it, I think a lot of college football going to what school you. I think it like kind of depends on the position you play as well because. If you take a look at, like, say, Alabama, for example, most of the guys that make it, like, make it in the league for, for them is mostly wide receivers. Like, Alabama doesn't have – I guess there's, there's two of, but there's not – No, the defense is insane. Defense, defense too. But yeah, I'm saying, like – Defense is insane. Like, if like you're if a quarterback, you O-line, right? a lot of the O-line would come out of Big Ten. Oh, no, you, you can't say that about Alabama because you look at any position, you, you're going to find a star. QBs especially. You're but I feel like a lot Jalen of the QBs – and that was just one team from Alabama. Those three quarterbacks were on one team together. Jalen, so we have we have three starters all in the league, all starting right now. You can't say that's not good. You have to hide Mac, 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 There's two, 32 Sorry. starting jobs two is, in the NFL. Two is all right. And Alabama has has almost 10% yeah. of all the starting jobs. Really one second, one second. Yeah, you talk about these QBs. Let's talk about this. All right. Mac Jones, you want to say he's terrible. I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm saying he's not Last year – was pretty good, the best rookie quarterback. But this year, you see oh him boy. struggling, right? But who does he have around him? But let's look at this. Same Who's the awesome. coach that's supposed to be developing, oh, developing him? Patricia, Patricia. Look, first of all, there isn't one. But right now, it's Patricia, who's the worst offensive play caller in the league. And we just saw a defensive coordinator that were playing Monday, literally say what Patricia is going to do. That's how confident they are in knowing what the Patriots' offense is going to do. So yeah, he was a good defensive coordinator. And also, like, it's not that hard to be a defensive coordinator under Bill Belichick, the greatest defensive coach of all yeah. time. I mean, you hear every single coach in the entire NFL, every single reporter, everybody knows, like, Bill Belichick's going to do some weird stuff on defense. Bill Belichick's going to, you know, dial up some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're Matt Patricia as a defensive coordinator, do you really have to be that good? If you have – if you're looking at a play sheet and it's like, okay, fantastic play goal, fantastic play – like, dude – even if if seventy five percent of the plays on Bill Belichick's thing probably work for like every look, I'm just saying like Bill Belichick's defensive schemes are incredible. So maybe Matt Patricia just sucks. Maybe he was just decent because Bill Belichick was a head coach. I mean, right? Like, but talk about Matt George. You said he's he was the best rookie quarterback last year. But if you look at his stats from last year, they weren't that good. But all the other rookie quarterbacks were very very bad. Trevor Lawrence was not good. Well, Justin Fields did not play. You good. can also just look at the eye test too, and you just see that Mac was way more advanced than these other quarterbacks. And that was the difference. 
but he's still I still he's better than the rookie quarterbacks. But okay, I don't what, think he's what other college? What other college develops quarterbacks better than Alabama? That's the question I should be, I want to ask. Hold on. One second before Oklahoma. we get that, let's analyze the other two quarterbacks, Oklahoma. right? Ohio State. Let's, let's analyze the other Ohio two. Ohio State. Who the fuck comes from Ohio State? Bro. Don't say Joe Burrow. Justin Fields. Oklahoma's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll have seat, but hold on. These other two quarterbacks. Baker There's Mason. Tua, right? Tua tearing up the league right now. Right now, with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And but Mike, but you, you uh, can't Mike. say that. Yeah, what? You can't say yeah, that. What what good QB didn't have good receivers? Yeah. Brady. He just had Adam. Never had Moss. Gronk. Yeah, Moss. Gronk. Gronk, the best tight end of all time. You can't compare Edelman, who's like more, one of the most underrated players. Like you can't compare wide receivers because it just doesn't work like that. I mean, Mike Mike McDaniel's a genius offensively. So yeah. that's helped Tua, but, but still Tua's. But you see, you put the, these QBs in the right position, and they yeah. thrive. And that's it. And you can't deny that. And so he's in the right position, and he's killing confidence. it. And then look at Jalen Hurts, the best team in the league best right now, league. killing it. So, he's I mean, Tua, Tua and Hurts may be the – they're both probably top five QBs right now. And what, what school do they come from? Alabama. So I, don't, I, don't I think, think Alabama might have – I don't think is a top five quarterback right now. Fine. Top ten. I don't, okay. I don't, 10, I don't yeah, disagree I don't with that. Top ten. All right. I think Fair enough, but you can't say yet he hasn't been playing phenomenal. No, I'm yeah. just saying, like, <clears throat> dude, top three, all three, three starting QBs, and at at any point, like, dude, that's that is incredibly rare that almost ten percent of the you know rostered starters are are from one school. You can't mm-hmm. say that they're bad at developing QBs, oh, yeah. and obviously they're tremendous at developing wide receivers. Um, everything running yeah, backs, I mean, a little bit, dude, like. If you are a, a top recruit, how do you say no to going to Alabama? Uh, it's that that'd be a that's a really hard decision to make. If you're like, if you're gonna say no, I'm not gonna go to Alabama. I'm gonna go somewhere else. That's a risk, yeah. right? I mean, and like maybe going to Georgia or going to like I say there's there's like those four schools: Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and Ohio State. I feel like even, those are the top. Honestly, not even LSU anymore. No. I throw. I don't know about LSU. I th- honestly, LSU be better. LSU is a fantastic team. It's just QBs right now. It's a little iffy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just I would say that LSU is. I you could argue LSU is a little far either. away. Michigan, I think Clemson Michigan fell off a little bit. Michigan, Michigan. I feel like they're just on the rise right now. Michigan they haven't had a hard schedule at all. They yeah. beat Ohio State. Yeah, they, and they played. Dude, that second half against Ohio State was very good. Mm-hmm. They ran the ball. All over Ohio State. Well, we'll see what happens if they play. What about Michigan State? No. Are we talking? Dude, we're talking about. Forget about that. <laughs> we're talking about a guy walks in your house with a, you know, a college like polo, on, and you're like, I'm gonna go to the school before he even opens his mouth. Like, yeah. I think so it's Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Schools, Maybe you want to throw uh, LSU in there, and I'm fine with that. I don't know if if they're quite at that caliber, but. They're they're up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like what four years ago, LSU and Clemson would be on the top of that list. They've just been kind of right. not bad, but they've been. But they're, been, they're I'm just saying they're a little more iffy than than Ohio. I mean, I'd be. Yeah, yeah. I'd put Ohio State, um, Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia considerably above LSU, but LSU still yeah, there. LSU, yeah. Clemson, I think for me, is still there. You kind of in that like tier two, where or like or more like tier one B or whatever, like just slightly below. Yeah. But I mean, any any team is ranked consistently in the top ten, like almost every year. You have to be like, how do I not? Like, there's only like probably like what five or six of those teams. If that, I mean, even like you could even 
toss like Notre Dame in there because of like the mm. like I mean, yeah, not, they haven't been great, but like dude, it's Notre Dame. Yeah, I think that's the same thing with Michigan. It's like you know they're not great every year, but it's Michigan. Yeah, like how do you guys feel about the expansion for a playoff? I like uh, it. Yeah, I don't. you don't like it. Well, I don't like more it college football. More college football to watch. It makes for me. It makes sense for everything. Like, dude, just like there's only like thirty something bowl games. Dude, who cares? More football, like, dude, like, I'd much. It's not more. It's, it's, it's not because those teams just aren't playing more. Yeah, but those bowl games, games really football. don't mean anything. Bowl games don't mean like I don't care if you know Notre Dame or Michigan wins their bowl game or like because I'm not I'm not a big Michigan or Notre Dame like, Al- fan. Alabama's not in it right now. The college football playoff, but like you could say if they're in it, they could. They, they still, could still make a run, yeah. right? Then, to win. then I think you see less making easy schedules too, right? Like these mm-hmm. teams make super easy schedules because they know we have to be ranked in the top four. So we have to play easier teams that we know we can win. We have to go undefeated. So if they expands to more teams, then maybe you see better, more competitive schedules, which I think is, I think the expansion is beneficial on almost every possible way. Unless you are a fan of, you know, Alabama, in which case, like, you know, you want the least amount of competition every year. But I mean, obviously this year, they're probably not going to make it, but. They That's a improvement. They didn't make it. Yeah. Oh, they officially? I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so like they're probably pissed. Yeah. You guys think TCU's yeah. a one-year? Yeah. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about that. One, one. Forget about that. No. All right, but um, we only got a few minutes left to wrap it up. I say let's go through each position in the NFL and say, uh, excluding O-line. And sorry, Greg. Sure, O-line is a group. Okay, we can do a group. And just talk about who you think your best player um, the best player is right now. Right now. So okay. start QB. Best QB. Yeah. Oof. I think it's hard to pick anybody with Josh Allen. Right. I don't yeah. know. Josh okay. Allen. And then, and then obviously Mahomes is up there. And I was saying this the other day. I don't know why, but Mahomes, I don't like Mahomes. And I, I have no clue why. I was trying to think. I thought so hard. Like, why don't I like this guy? And I, I don't. I honestly have no Idea as long as it comes back to like I like to have someone to root against to, or against so like I can have you know, a team to root for and root against. But I also really like Joe Burrow, but I think he's a little below. I think it's Josh Allen. Okay, uh, I I like I mean Josh Allen's definitely up there, but I think it's got to be Mahomes. I mean he's been like the stuff he does is just insane, and he's still doing it now. Even like without he doesn't have any like superstar wide receivers. I mean Travis Kelsey without that's tight end like wide receivers best wide receivers Juju, and he hasn't. Yeah, it's but all his receivers are solid, though. That's the thing. They're all mid. All right. But go ahead. I mean, I was going to say Mahomes, but if – I mean, I still agree with Mahomes, but I want to give a little shout-out to Joe Burrow because, I mean, I don't know. Joe Burrow, is, he's pretty good. And I mean, he's young. He's I mean, young. If you say, like, I'm, if you look at his stats, I'm starting an NFL franchise today, Joe Burrow might be a yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Um, I'm going Mahomes too. Just yeah. I, I was unsure about Mahomes because he had fantastic targets, but after seeing this photo Tyreek, then he proved to me his best. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I go Mahomes, but yeah. All right, running back. Um, mm-hmm. Me, I'm going McCaffrey just because of versatility right now, in the run game and pass game. That's it. I hate that. I mean, right now. I mean, do you go Derrick Henry? Okay. I mean, Josh Jacobs has the most yards right now. Josh Jacobs, yeah. I mean, but Derrick Henry, he's, I mean, they give him the ball a lot for a reason. It's, and he just, they don't have anybody else. Yeah. I mean, and he <laughs> literally carries his team on his back. 
Jimmy Jones team was bad yeah. too. Yeah, uh, true. I'm gonna true. have to agree with Riley here. Keep it short. Caffrey's versus Tom. Yeah. I like it. I like both those picks. Derek Henry and McCaffrey. I don't know if I. I, don't know, I think they're, they're both. Yeah, very strong. I think, but I think it's weird because two both very very different players. Yeah, very different. Yeah. And I think I picked McCaffrey just because I don't think Derek Henry's as big of a force on a good team as he is on a bad team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saquon because mm-hmm. I like Saquon. you know you want if you're on a really good team. With a good QB and good receivers, you want a running back able to to run routes really well. And McCaffrey, he's just there. So again, like I'm, yeah. you're starting a team now. I think. You but see, the thing is, between McCaffrey and Henry, it's look at who plays. Henry, look at his volume and usage rate, yeah, he and he he barely missed a game. I don't know when. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Missed game. Look at McCaffrey. He broke yeah. his foot last year. Right. I he broke okay. his foot. Okay, but before that, just playing a lot this year, about always playing, gave 30, 30 carries a game. And McCaffrey's out almost every other game. So, I mean, that's, that is a thing. I, I did not think about right. that. So, is the best ability. So, let's go to receiver now. Receiver. I think we can, I think we can skip tight end, too. Yeah. I mean. Kelsey. It's Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. He did have a bad end of that game. Though. Wide receiver, though. Great. Who do you have? This is, I like this. Yeah, circle back. I'm trying to think. I think there's two uh, kind of options that. Yeah. Or three. Three. I'll say three. I'm thinking three. I think it's between. For me, it's between Diggs, uh, mm-hmm. Hill, and mm-hmm. Jefferson. Yeah. And yeah. I. Uh, top three. Actually, no. What do I talk about? I still think, to be honest with you, I'm between Diggs and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams still is a great okay. route runner. Yeah. I mean, he was cooking Ramsey last night a little bit. Oh, dude, him um, last weekend. So, personally, right now, I think I'm going – I think, overall, Devontae Adams is the best, but right now, I think Stefan Diggs is better. Okay. Uh, Stefan Diggs is very um, good. I think I'm going to have to go Jay Jettas. Okay. Um. Justin Jefferson, yeah, sorry. I mean, Kirk Cousins is good. Obviously, he's good, but he's he's not Josh Allen. And two, I think he's – I mean, two is better than Kirk. But, um, but I mean, Justin Jefferson, just, he's, he's crazy. Like, if you watch him, he – Kirk literally throws him the ball every time. Like, Adam Thielen could be wide open. He still chucks it up to Je- uh, Jefferson. And... But you make that point, but it's also not – Discredit Stefan Diggs well when his QB was Case Keenum and he was still mm-hmm. yeah. pretty productive like that. So producer. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I like I like Diggs. Yeah, I think I think I picked Diggs. Diggs also. I mean, he's just. But there's so many good receivers right now, and with the game, you know, moving to the way it is. It's, uh, all right, yeah. so that looks like all the time we have for today. Hopefully, you guys can be back soon. Uh, that was a great conversation today. Uh, everyone watching, have a good day. So.